welcome to the brand new Branding Beauty podcast with me, Kira Lynch, and we have a lovely co-host with us today, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so I am Sarah and I'm the social media and communications executive here at Socially Kira, the agency. And oh my gosh, I cannot believe we're doing this. I know, I know. Do you know what? It's, I had spoken about this for a while about how I wanted to do something a little bit different with the podcast and kind of give it its own identity and I think I was actually really not tired but I was like I really love having a co-host and like I loved having guests on and I love bouncing off people and talking about things and it's and the flow is so much easier and I have a second podcast stories and two and that has a co-host I think it's I did it for two years and I was kind of a little bit tired of talking to myself, if I'm being completely honest. (laughs) Just like sitting in a room, closing the door and talking to myself. And while that was great and I loved where the Social Hero podcast brought us up to, we're in the process of rebranding the agency. And if you've listened to the podcast before, you'll know or you may have heard that I spoke about the transition of Socially Cura into the Socially Cura agency. So it felt like a time where change was happening. Mm-hmm. And why not just change one more thing along with it? So it kind of felt like a full rebrand, a full like 360 or 180 or whatever we want to say. A fresh start. A fresh start. Exactly. And one of the last episodes that we recorded with the Socially Cura podcast, and we're going to call it like, the former podcast because as of today it is going to be branding beauty we've got new music we've also got like a new mission we've got a new co-host and we will kind of talk you through in this episode what will be different what you can expect from the podcast and a little bit about why we're changing it in a little bit more detail I think as well but yeah Sarah you were the last one of the last episodes that we recorded as the social care podcast and it was like one of my favorites really oh it really like you know when you're kind of like you have a script for an episode and you kind of go into it you're like oh yeah this is it is what it is kind of thing but we just had such an interesting conversation in terms Mm -hmm. of what was happening and you know we're so involved in the beauty industry anyway we look at these case studies every day so it's really nice to actually bring it to podcast form I think and it was really natural as well and I think we kind of went off topic a little bit at times as well which I think made the flow actually quite nice yeah I think so we like it was content frameworks that was the the topic and we were talking about Emma Chamberlain and yeah Yeah. it it really did go off topic and I completely agree with you it just made the episode so much better and after that I was kind of like maybe you could just come on and be a co-host and we could do that every week and you were like thankfully really up for the idea (laughs) here I am ready ready to go here you are so in case you haven't guessed the new episode's the new episodes going forward it will be called branding beauty podcast and we're kind of coming at the the same topics that we've really always spoken about but from a very different angle I think we're more looking at the industry and it kind of 
also just how brands operate. So it's literally looking at brand from a 360 point of view in all areas of their marketing, their branding, how they're moving. Because a lot of the times with the brands that we work with, we we very much align ourselves with the beauty industry. I would say 90% of our work over the last five years has yeah. been in beauty. And sometimes I think when you think beauty, you think skincare, but it's cosmetics, it's hair, it's wellness in many ways now. And I'd say 90% of the work that we've done has been in the beauty industry. So that's a lot of case studies. It's, it's, I, I counted it up when we were doing our new website and you know, it was over 70 brands that we had worked with over the last really? five, five years. Yeah. Now, my God. some of them have been completely different. Like we've had one yeah. in banking, we'll have one in, you know, rum like we did one with rum we worked with a distillery we yes. worked like it's you know there are kind of one brands that we work with that don't always fit in the niche but over 70 brands so we have so many case studies that we're sitting on we have so much experience that I think sometimes sits outside social media and mm-hmm. I thought that this would be a really nice way to talk about it of like and and bring in experts in other areas like if so, if a beauty brand is doing is starting up and they want to get into retailers like okay let's get somebody in who has experience and we can talk about that because that's a really important part of growing a beauty brand it's like how to raise investment how to get into retailers how to find the right suppliers for example and they're not areas that we can talk about in too much detail but we yeah. also work with people in our circles and with our brands who know this stuff inside out yes we do and I think it's nice for someone who is starting a beauty business to kind of have a helping hand in a way and like we're here to support you on your journey and I think it's nice sometimes no matter what business you're in to know that you're not alone kind of a thing and that if you if you need help switch on this episode it's really easy to listen to and it's good crack hopefully (laughs) and I think I think it'll be really really good it's something different that I think a lot of people haven't seen before yeah so it'll be interesting absolutely and I think as well we will also talk about like case studies from like bigger brands like yes the L'Oreal's of the world and you know K18 hair we we shared this on our social last week actually as well which is Soshikira agency with the dot um so we'll leave the link there in the show notes because this is something we've started doing a little bit more on social and just sharing like industry news of like um we're a little bit obsessed with Sophia Ritchie a a little bit (laughs) at the agency (laughs) like obsessed with just her new her new rebrand and like even that even that as a case study like the moves that she's made in terms of her image incredible like we're obsessed with her but she's now been signed to k18 hair as a is it a global ambassador yeah a global ambassador amazing like genius move from them and you already know that brand is going to absolutely skyrocket yeah because anything that sophia ritchie says sophia ritchie could say this piece of cheese is fantastic (laughs) and everyone's gonna go buy it it'd be sold out yeah, it would be sold out. So I think this move for them is going to be huge. Yeah, the Richie effect. The Richie effect, honestly. It would be so interesting to see how that brand evolves 
over the next year or so especially yeah. like aligning themselves with her and I think they're kind of like one of those brands like we know about it because we you know we've worked with clinics and salons and, and things that yeah. have stocked K18 hair and obviously we're very well like you know we've a lot of it I suppose experience of working in the hair industry yeah but I don't know many consumers talking about it I'm not gonna lie I never heard about them until I started hearing influencers in Ireland talk about them yeah because they they pay a lot of influencers in Ireland to promote them but before that I would have never I never saw them on social media I never saw ads pop up for them I didn't see much no same but I think they've done a really good job with their distribution model because I think they work with well I know in Ireland anyway they work with um is it National B yeah yeah yeah. I mean they're so good at Massive. what they do so good um and I think in the UK they have aligned themselves with another distributor who I just happen to know as well from the industry so I think they place themselves very well um and they're not accidents you know they're all like no. put into place um and their influencer strategy is really good as well because I think they've just got this like viral effect with the people and the content that they're creating like I'm pretty sure one of the first celebrity I could be completely making this up or thinking about another (laughs) brand so I might have to come back next week and be like yeah I got that wrong but I one of the one of the brands that we were working with stocked K18H so when we were creating content around them I'm pretty sure that it was Hayley Bieber who was the first one who actually raved about them. And I think Hayley Bieber also has this kind of like effect on brands where it's just, oh my God, Hayley likes that. I need to have that. And I think like Sophia Ritchie is the person of that for 2023. Um, And yeah, I think that's kind of how maybe K18 hair maybe got their first little pickup I'm not sure I haven't done the history in too much detail but maybe that's an interesting case study for us I think it is they Mm. they really it's a really interesting brand the way they've gone about their marketing because I was even looking at it last week as well and just the power of influencer marketing there has been insane like I mean all the people influencers in Ireland using it you go into Brown Thomas now and you try and buy K18 and it's like sold out it's completely sold out yeah it's insane that is insane yeah and their videos are super short they could be like 20 25 seconds of just talking about the brand and showing people how to use it and then next thing it's it's out of stock you can't buy it I'm I'm literally just going on to their Instagram now because I don't actually think I've ever been on it oh my god okay so I've never been on it either actually this they've 280k followers k18 hair well hair welcome to the future k18 results and then their description science-backed hair care 20 plus billion tiktok views 2000 5k sorry five-star reviews 25 plus awards one patented peptide i'm sorry the 20 plus billion tiktok views (laughs) oh my god that is insane it does look like a really nice product though I am I'm really into my hair care at the moment so that is something that I would like to try if you can get your hands on it it's so yeah if you can yeah 
So that just kind of gives you guys a little bit of an insight into some of the things that we'll be talking about, like brands, what they're doing, who they're aligning themselves with. Um, I think as well, what what I always find really interesting is like the launch strategy for people mm-hmm. have for like new brands and new products and what they're doing different. And it's such a saturated market that sometimes like when I'm doing research for a client or in a past life when I was working in-house, you kind of don't even know where to begin with this. It's like, okay. And I always thought for every launch, I kind of had to think of something like outside of the yeah. box. And I'm like, right, if if budget wasn't an option or like wasn't an issue, what would I do? And um, I kind of love that approach for, for brands as well and kind of seeing like what they do, what's a little bit different. Um, so I really want to talk about some of that stuff as well. Um, So yeah, we're going to continue with some of the the classics of like what we've done before so the episodes will still come out on Thursdays but yeah I think we're gonna get some guests on talk about like their their brands as well kind of like what's worked for them a little bit about like their brand story as well and like what has how have they crafted like their vision and basically brought their brand to life um and some of them might be clients of ours. Some of them might just be people we know within our network, um, either even through people who we've met through some of the brands that we work with. Um, maybe some people from like past jobs or projects that we've worked on um, and some people maybe that we just have no no work experience with yes. at all. And it's just people that we think are really cool in the industry. So it's going to be like a real... Um, interesting mix I think and we've got some really exciting guests that we want to try get on for the first season which kind of brings us into the second area of like how we're going to structure the season so it's going to be 15 episodes I think we're going to try do 15 episodes for season one so this will be season one of branding beauty and we're going to try and get about five or six different guests on I think but yeah yeah and we're also going to try get members of the team on I think so. I think that would be really nice because we all have the best crack when we're together. So I think all of us on one podcast, it would be crazy. It would, but you know what? Be an absolute nightmare to edit. <laughs> <laughs> like all the four different audios. That's just me going into like yeah. ed- editing mode and the stress of it. But <laughs> absolutely doable. Maybe we'll get like one on at a time and we might like, yeah, we can we can definitely figure it out. But yeah. Yeah, I think I suppose for this first episode, it's just a really good introduction to tell you guys like what's coming up and kind of talking about what you can expect. What what I have done as well as kind of written a little bit of a summary of what we're about or what we want to be about and what we want to achieve with the podcast. So I it probably will be a good time to just kind of share that with people so you can kind of get a sense of who we are and why we're doing this so I don't know shall I read that out now (laughs) read it out loud and proud Kira okay I'm gonna go for it (laughs) okay so (laughs) at Branding Beauty our mission is to empower beauty industry professionals with the knowledge and insights they need to create successful brand strategies our podcast is dedicated to exploring the latest trends and breaking news in the beauty industry providing listeners with actionable strategies and innovative ideas for building their brands. We believe that all branding is more than 
is about more than just aesthetics. It's about crafting a meaningful story that resonates with your audience. Our goal is to help our listeners build strong, authentic brands that stand out in a crowded market. Through interviews with industry experts, case studies and in-depth analysis, we aim to provide our listeners with the tools they need to succeed in the competitive world of beauty marketing. Whether you're a brand manager, a marketeer or an entrepreneur, our podcast is designed to help you stay ahead of the curve and achieving your goals. At Branding Beauty, we are passionate about the power of effective branding and marketing in the beauty industry. We believe that by sharing our knowledge and expertise, we can help elevate the beauty industry and create more vibrant and successful beauty communities. That was way longer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I was like, doo, 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 doo. I was obviously having a, like a, a creative day. <laughs> Got it all in though. I think it summarizes exactly what we're trying to do. I think it does. Yeah. So speaking of like branding and positioning, one of the biggest things that we can kind of talk about today is obviously our agency rebrand. So we've gone from Soshi Kira to Soshi Kira Agency officially. So you will have known and I will have spoken about it before. If you listen to the podcast, if you follow us on social, if you follow me on social, I spoke about that. I was kind of thinking a lot about like where I want to bring our agency over the next five years and what kind of we need to do to get us there and I found that going from like a one person team to a team of more than one person um, who are really actively involved in the everyday of the agency I felt like just having Soshi here I didn't really reflect actually what we were so yeah. it was about kind of making sure that everybody knew that there was a team and it was you know we were a business and not just like one freelancer doing all of this work so it felt that Soshi here as a standalone name didn't really reflect accurately where I wanted us to be so we thought about a name change I I've thought about a name change a lot but I don't know I think so Shakira is so like the foundation of the agency as well that yeah. I'm like it, you know I don't think of it as me actually I just think of it as like a brand in itself I'm like I kind of have disassociated myself with it but I don't know if other people had so I was like okay that's one thing that we need to think about so yeah so Shakira agency um kind of came to life in about December was it December that I mentioned it to you that I was like I'm thinking I might split these out yeah I think it was about November December time I remember you started to bring up the conversation which was it was going to be a big move like this is a big big thing for you I mean Mm. I can't even imagine what it was like to just think about and you're kind of going over and back in your head like will this work will it not work I mean even talking about that whole process that must have been mind-boggling do you know what it, it was because for so long you are the person who you know like it it is wild to me now that we have a new Instagram page that we ever didn't have one yeah <laughs> like we would just kind of and that was I suppose where and I spoke to Pamela who I do social business academy with um as well and I was like because we were just kind of basically using my Instagram because I'd spent like what five six years growing up that following it's and it also became almost like a personal page but because we were using it for business 
I felt like I kind of lost a little bit of like the person in it yes like I was afraid to post anything personal it was all about like business and services Mm -hmm. and I kind of almost got overwhelmed in it by myself like and yeah I spoke to Pamela a lot we were kind of like setting up for social business academy round three and we did a meeting for a couple of hours and I was telling her about like this rebrand and she obviously had seen it on social but I was kind of going through it with her and she was like yeah I this happens me as well you know you almost like it got so overwhelming I didn't even know what to post so then I'd be like I'm not posting I'm not posting but that's such a big area for our business that's how we get new business it's how people find us is through social and for the most part predominantly we've been a social media agency so it was like okay I need to like our business can't be dependent on whether I'm in the mood to post or not like that's not how this works and if I, (laughs) I like and it's always like these are the things I tell our clients right so I'm not even taking my own advice I know and you know what that is something we say to our clients all the time and I think as well having the two separate pages now I mean I say it to everyone all the time it's so important to get to know the founder and that goes for whatever type of business you're in skincare an agency it doesn't matter getting to know them and who they're about is so important because it's it's a deciding factor like do I want to work with you or do I want to not so Mm. I think it, it was a really smart move in a way because it allows people to get to know you and then they come onto our page and they see all of the stuff we do and they get to know the team and I think it will help people decide okay I I want to work with this agency I want them to help me grow my business yeah absolutely and like it's it's a transition it definitely takes time um and I suppose what the difference and this is why I was like okay well what is the difference okay so like we've got yeah. Soshi Care agency and then you've got Soshi Care and now I've I think continue to put Soshi Care on the back burner because we've been going through this rebrand we started so we're in July right we started this rebrand process in December like so this has been six months of going back and forth and back and forth and getting it right and being patient and not trying to like rush it and we've worked with like yes I could have done the branding myself I could have absolutely developed the the website from scratch I could have done all of these things but what has happened in the past is I have not treated the agency like a client I've treated it almost like a side project and I've never really been happy with the results because I've been rushing it or you know we're a very busy and small agency and every hour is dedicated to our clients and that kind of has to be the way right yes for sure everything has to come down to the clients they get put before you your own projects go on the back burner and you know I'd love to be stricter with that in some ways to be like oh no like the business is really important but as a founder who works not only on the business but really actively in it like that's unfortunately just where we're at and that's a pain of of a small growing agency but I was like we need to treat ourselves like a client and Kate who actually will be working with the agency on collaborating on some projects as well which is really exciting but I trust her vision completely and I was like and she knows so much about our business anyway and I collaborate with her on other brands that we work with um 
she's just a really amazing like brand designer and website developer and I just I basically like crafted the vision and I was like can you just bring this to life with me and it was really hands-on and I think she's done such an amazing job but I did just say to her I was like there is no rush on this by the way like I would love to get it up and live and blah 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 but if this takes six eight months like that's what it takes and then she was like yeah completely agree and it also kind of gave her a bit of breathing space as well to be like okay I can do this right and I don't have to get it up in a month um but yeah so we worked with Kate on that and I think we might get Kate on on the podcast as well but that rebrand process has allowed us to really like bring the whole team you know working with Kate it must have been nice in a way because it allowed you to step outside and then almost like a newbie coming in saying I think this would be nice and that would be nice so that adds kind of a new element onto it as well it's not because you're in it 24 7 seven days a week pretty much yeah it's hard to see outside the box but when someone new comes in it's almost like they have fresh eyes and new mindsets so that must have been I mean I know it was very very helpful as well and I think she brought a lot to the table oh a hundred percent yeah and exactly like you say it's really interesting to see someone else's kind of perspective on your business you're like oh okay that was that was really good but she got the vision so I was like it's really important like this is a really important element and this and this and she just I mean aesthetically she just like nailed it oh she nailed it yeah she did it is stunning I have never seen a marketing agency website like this before oh that's big they're big words Sarah (laughs) never I know, but I, I I genuinely haven't. Oh, I love that. Like, that makes me really happy. Like, you know, when you're like, it's been six long months. Like, really, it's been a transition for, for a re- like much longer than that. But yeah. I, I kind of like figured it out like six months ago, if that makes sense. And, and getting that like new journey. But like hearing you say that actually is like, oh, you know what? It was actually all worth it. No, it it was. It really was. And I think any member of the team can see even just how much has changed from last year to now Mm. like let's look at December 2022 to July 2023 which I cannot believe we're in by the way but I mean we've come on in leaps and bounds and the agency is you can see it changing and I think there's a feeling there as well that we're turning a corner in a way Mm. yeah like I kind of say the last like Soshi Kira was like a younger version and this Soshi Kira the agency is like the grown-up version that's how I kind of yes. it's like going from your 20s to your 30s oh my gosh that kind of I little, can imagine yeah that little kind <laughs> of like step up um and yeah and we did our first like team shoot together that was so much fun crazy and it was so nice for all of us to be together yeah we should do that a little bit more I mean again we could have easily gone and done the content ourselves but I kind of was like no let's treat us like the client let's give us that yes experience and get our headshots done and just have some really lovely like team photos together and we worked with the great team at Creators London that like Karina I've worked with on a couple of projects before I'm also going to be working with her with her on a couple of projects in the future like she's a really great yes um 
agency like content agency as well because they she just kind of makes everything really easy when you're kind of looking at production on a bigger yeah. level that isn't like just social media content I think they're just a fantastic option and we went to the many room studio in in Notting Hill and you know we weren't there for the full day I think we were there for like three hours um and we got a lot yeah. done we got a lot done we did. We got all our funny reels and TikToks. I love that was my favorite part. <laughs> oh my just god. At the end when we were just silly. Yeah. And I mean, I think as well with our TikTok as well, because we're trying to like we've launched onto TikTok and we're also finding yeah. our strategy. But I think this is like real talk working for a remote agency. And actually, like we've got two members in the UK, we've got two members in Ireland. Like it it's not even just a case of get on the tube and I'll go into to London for the day or you know we've got like yeah. if I want to come see Sarah I need to take a flight yes <laughs> <laughs> a whole flight you'd have to dedicate a whole day to try yeah. and get over and see each other I know which look it can be done but it's just not the most um reasonable thing to do every week I think yeah oh for sure oh my gosh yeah. So we were saying like, because when we follow like other agencies on TikTok, absolutely love like the what we wear to the office or what time everybody gets in. And yes. but it's like, how can we do that as a remote agency? It's like so different. And that's going to be a challenge for us. But I also think it's going to be something that's yeah so relatable. It's really relatable. I think now as well, post COVID, there's so many more people working from home or they have like a hybrid style thing. Mm. But I mean, working from home, it can be amazing, but it can be difficult as well. So I think sharing that with other people, it like, and they're just funny. So I mean, some of the stuff we've done, it's just hilarious. Yeah. So I can't wait to do more of that and show people our personalities as well. Yeah. I think that would be really funny like we've got like our team slack like there's so many funny examples in it <laughs> like oh, we, we I mean it's going 24 7 oh my god I know even on a Saturday night I was like and I don't I hate being that person but I was like I'm so sorry to message on a Saturday but this just came through and I wanted to share and then you were all yeah. online <laughs> oh within 20 seconds I think Jen was the first to come in and then we all came in afterwards it was so quick so quick <laughs> I was like oh they, they approved this is really good um yeah and I actually just sent the rest of the album into the the team slack this morning um but yeah no I'm I'm really excited to kind of bring that element into it as well and I think the the podcast will probably be a little bit of extension onto that as well. So I want to get the rest of the team on and, you know, get them to to share their input and a little bit about like what they do for our clients as well, because they bring a lot to the table. And yeah, we'll probably like share so many examples of just like things that are off the cuff as well. Like, I think you'll just naturally start to think of things that are relevant Okay, so I suppose for just this first week, we've kind of done the intro, talked about a little bit about the rebrand, and I think we'll probably maybe do a full episode at some point, maybe this season on if you are thinking of rebranding, like all of the different touch points, because I think when I first started looking at this, I was just like 
making this list, like this never ending list of things that needed to be done. So I would like do emails and and social templates and then email signatures and then client emails and then invoice updates and link tree update. Like the the list is never ending. Um, And I think that maybe for anybody who is thinking that they're in a position where they want to go through a rebrand um maybe we can do like a little bit of a an episode on the different touch points I think that might be quite interesting it's a fab idea actually I think that would be really interesting just breaking it down step by step because when you first think of a rebrand in general it's it's very overwhelming well yeah I mean initially I was like oh yeah new logo new colors blah 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 (laughs) but then actually the more of a project it becomes the more you kind of think about all the minor little details on it yeah I think because I've done branding for people I kind of forget like I do the vision I do the logo the colors the materials and I kind of hand it over as one finished pack and I kind of have forgotten because it's been so long since I've kind of rebranded or even launched any like a brand yeah um that I kind of forgot how overwhelming it can be so it's been quite nice actually for me to go through this side of it again because I feel like I'll be able to understand where clients are at a little bit more for sure I think it will definitely help us going forward there's probably so many bits of new information that you've learned along the way as well that will help us when working with clients in the future yeah a hundred percent um so yeah I think we might do an episode on that I think it'll be really interesting um and we'll also be talking about like some beauty news as well so I don't know I definitely didn't really have time to look at too much of the news from this morning but Sarah have you got any stories that you've seen over the last couple of days um relating to beauty that you want to maybe chat through yeah, well, I think the Fenty Beauty kind of diving into the metaverse, they they actually debuted on Roblox, which I yes. thought was quite interesting. So when I think of Roblox, right, it's not something I have, I'm not a gamer in any way. Yeah. Like, I'm so interested in the metaverse and I love what the beauty industry is doing with metaverse. And I think we'll kind of talk about lots of different things related to that, particularly in this season. But I my eight-year-old niece plays Roblox like that's what (laughs) I associate it with and like Fenty Beauty making their debut on it is just insane to me like do you want to talk us through it yes so basically it's it started on the 30th of June it's running for like the whole month of July and there's going to be loads of games there's prizes on there you can do like this i was looking at it the other day this scavenger hunt so you basically search for ingredients that the brand use in their skincare which i thought was quite cool and then also you can design you know like the famous lip gloss that they have oh, the glossy bombs yes you can design your own version of that and then rihanna is actually going to choose one of the player's creations and then that's going to be used as inspiration for the next glass bomb, which I think is so smart. That's so clever. I thought that was, I mean, I have one and I use it every day. I think it's like one of the best lip glosses ever. Yeah. But I think that's a great way of bringing your customer into it and making them feel almost part of a community in a way. Mm. Yeah. I just thought that was fantastic. Um. 
And I think a lot of people have kind of dived into the metaverse. I mean, we saw a whole week dedicated to metaverse and beauty. Elizabeth Arden also launched like a immersive store as well. I think they launched that in early June, but that's like a, like there's loads of different rooms. It's a virtual space. You can shop the products. You can learn about the history of the brand, learn about the founder. And I think it's going to be really interesting as time goes on this year to see how different brands go into the metaverse and Mm. even looking at AI and stuff like that. I mean, it's a huge turning point for, for beauty brands at the moment. Yeah, I saw it living proof also launched um, uh, a virtual store as well a little bit earlier this year and I think what I'm seeing as well is a lot of brands kind of diving into it doing like events in in metaverse because it's a it's an you know you kind of go to an event for an hour or two and then you leave it's not necessarily a virtual store which you kind of have to continue doing again and again um but like it's a little bit crazy I think I don't know I you wonder because we're such in the infancy stage of it that like you do kind of wonder what what's this going to be like in five years it's probably going to be like second nature to us I know it is it is a little bit scary to think about the future of the metaverse the future of AI like is AI going to take over that's another big question that even we could do a whole episode on but I think it's an it's an exciting time as well and I think there's so many opportunities for beauty brands to get on board with this but it's just how do you go about it in the right way how do you bring a new idea to the table and I think that's exactly what Fenty Beauty has done allowing people to design their own gloss bombs and then one of those gloss bombs is going to be used as inspiration I mean I think that's going to be huge yeah and and like I think exactly like you were saying, it's a really good way to get the community involved, but also it's actually just building up that relationship from brand to customer and building that community. And not every brand gets that right. No, oh my gosh. No, it, and it takes a lot of time and I think it takes learning as well. Like I mean, Fenty Beauty have been in the game for how many years now? Maybe mm. four or five years. And I think... They've done a lot of incredible stuff along the way, but I think this new stepping stone almost is going to be a huge turning point for them. Yeah, and it's it's also like, you know, you find that a lot of like celebrity skincare brands or celebrity brands in general, yeah. they can, I find sometimes it's quite difficult to shake off the celebrity within it but it's like I think Fenty Skin have done a really good job at like having an identity without being Rihanna's brand. I think so and do you know what that's a really interesting point actually because I was watching an interview with Hayley Bieber over the weekend she did an interview with Bloomberg on like what she called beauty brand fatigue. Yeah. So obviously I mean every celebrity in this day and age is bringing out a skincare label or a makeup brand but I think Hayley Bieber with Rode as well has done a good job at kind of separating herself in a way from the brand like and I think she makes it known it's it's not just her behind the business there's a whole team and you can see that on her YouTube channel as well I mean she does these little documentary videos which are really really good and I think it's all about learning 
I guess, how to stand out in a market that is so saturated. I mean, every single day there's something new coming out. So it's like, how do you stand out? And I think Road has done a good job at that. I think Fenty has done a good job. And also Rare Beauty as well. Selena Gomez's brand yes. has, has done a fantastic job. Yeah. Yeah, I think Rare has actually done a really good job because I think Rare, again, can survive without Selena Gomez if she took a step back. Whereas, yeah. I don't know, I don't... Oh, first of all, I haven't tried any of the Road Skin products. Have you tried any of them? No, because you can't buy them in Ireland yet. Oh, okay. They're new I, to the UK though, aren't they? They've Yeah, they've just launched. Is there nowhere like online retailer you could get them from like UK? Oh, I don't know. Could I don't you? think so. I don't know. I, I've tried looking it up. I can't find anything so f- I mean, I know they've done a couple of press drops to Ireland, so maybe it's something that's going to be coming in soon. Yeah. But I I heard their peptide lip treatment is supposed to be incredible. Okay. I haven't tried any of the products, but I mean, it's very much, it's the Hailey Bieber aesthetic that you're going for I don't know unless you're like a massive Hailey Bieber fan would you really be buying into the products whereas I look at Rare and I look at Fenty and I yeah I like Selena Gomez I don't love her but I'd probably buy the product and it would like she's indifferent to me in the whole scenario um I don't know if Road have that yet yeah I guess so I don't know I think from I mean I follow her from what I've seen, I guess watching her videos and stuff, she doesn't make it as much about her. I think it's more about the products and how it's going to help your skin. And she's kind of separated herself a little bit. Now, I mean, this brand is only a year old, so it is yeah. probably going to take more time. And I I mean, when you look at Rare Beauty, they've been in it for a while now. And I think, yeah. I mean, she's done amazing. I mean, you never really see Selena Gomez at the the front of the brand it's all like you know real people and influencers and stuff like that but I think it'll be interesting to see going forward and I think that's a huge pressure as well on celebrities and stuff is okay if I want to bring out a brand how can I be different and not be labeled as just another beauty brand yeah a hundred percent and you are right Road is such a new brand that it's kind of like they're still figuring it out yes absolutely Fab. Well, I think it's definitely like started such an interesting conversation on like metaverse and seeing where they're going to go with it. So their their debut. So it it's like an online store that they've got or no, it's an event. We're calling it an event. Fenty Beauty. Yes. So it's like a it's an event. It's open for the month of July. Anyone can go on. I mean, I'm definitely going to go on for the nose just to see see what it's about, because I think it looks quite interesting. And I'd love to design my own glass bomb oh my god definitely do and see and then when you go on and do it maybe we can have a, a chat about it I'm sure on the podcast when it's done but yeah it's a little bit mad isn't it I know it is crazy it is and I think it's something that everyone is still getting used to like it, it is still a very much a new concept but I, I I can't wait to see I think there's positives and negatives as with everything but I think it'll be interesting to see how it develops over time and then how beauty brands adapt to I mean this new digital world that we're living in really absolutely and like I think what we might do is get we work with a couple of people who are have got a lot of like 
already a lot of experience in what's happening within metaverse so it might be interesting to get somebody on to to talk about that so if people who are listening if that's what you might want to hear a little bit more about because it is so new um yeah definitely let us know you can probably drop us a dm on instagram and just let us know if if metaverse is something that you want to explore a little bit more and we can definitely try get some guests on to to talk about it yes for sure i think that would be fantastic actually so yeah this has been our first episode back i think well i say first episode back but it's like first episode of a new podcast really um if this is your first time listening and you don't know anything about the so Kira podcast then don't worry because you won't have to listen to it again um <laughs> but thank you for joining us and like I said we'll be back every Thursday with a new episode we'll have some guests join us along the way and we'll be talking about beauty news case studies we don't have like a set list of what way we're going to operate the episodes for season one but I think this has just been like a nice introduction episode and then next week we'll kind of dive into a little bit more of uh, a topic in itself. Um, but yeah, thank you, Sarah, for joining me. Sarah will also be back next week and the week after that and she's not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm here for the long haul. <laughs> Which is amazing. Yeah, so good. It feels so good to have like a little co-host with me. I can, Yeah, I can imagine sometimes talking to yourself probably gets a bit boring after a while. Yeah. Yes, you feel like you're going absolutely insane. Crazy, so not only yeah. do we like work from home, I'm now just like got into the stage where I'm talking to myself in a room yeah. by myself. <laughs> like having a full-blown conversation and recording it. Oh, exciting times ahead. I think it's a, a brilliant start and I'm looking forward to seeing what this season brings. Oh, 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 oh.